Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm marathon swimmer and coach Shannon Keegan. Today, I virtually trekked from Cape Town, South Africa to Switzerland with stops in the United States and South America. Just a few of the places that ice swimming adventurer Andrew Chin has swam. With a hearty crew of limit pushers and inspired by Lynn Cox, they even made it to Antarctica. It was quite a thrill to hear the tales. Lately, Andrew has focused his time on bringing light to the important issue of water security and preserving South Africa's waterways with his Swim for Rivers initiative. If I can change the behavior of one person for the better, it's worth more than any of my swimming certificates, Andrew says. Together, we can save our planet. I hope you enjoy this episode. So tell me, <laughs> Andrew, what's your story? I hope you'll interrupt me. Um, <laughs> along the way. I'll try. I'll try um, to I'll think of some good questions. <laughs> yeah, so I thought what I'll do is just run through my my swimming and kind of where it's where it's where, taken me. Where, we'll start with um, where you started, just because I like the background. I like the backstory because some people think marathon swimmers or what so some of people think that you have to have some really robust background and some people do and some people don't and I just like it as a comparison. So how did you how did you start swimming? All right, so um, you know, I swam in junior school um, and then stopped swimming in high school through university, never swam. Um, when I was, I think, 29, I had my, my oldest daughter was born um, and, and I slipped a disc in L3-4 when she was about nine months, nine months old. Um, I had a I had a little surgical procedure, and about a year later, I, I redid the same the same disc. Oh no! Um, yeah, we were traveling in Spain and picked up the suitcase, and that was the end of my my back. Oh my gosh! Um, I went back to my surgeon, and he said, "Well, you know what? Maybe you need to do the rehab properly." Um, and he suggested that I that I start swimming. Um, yeah, I've seen him a couple of times since, and I don't think he kind of meant what I what I ended up doing. But, <laughs> but I started my swimming pool at home, which is about eight or nine meters long. Okay. Um, until I could do about 40 lengths of that. And then I went to the local gym around the corner from me, and I started swimming, swimming there. Um, and eventually, um, a gentleman by the name of Ralph King, who unfortunately he's no longer with us, um, invited me to join a swim squad that, that happened there regularly. They, they still happen uh, three mornings a week and lunchtime, obviously not during COVID times, but right. we've just gone into lockdown level one over here, which means all these things can, can resume. Um, and you know, um, two of my good friends at the time, uh, Morty Lewis and Arnold Shapiro were swimming. And I remember coming back, I'd been away with my wife and we'd come back and I said, yeah, these crazy guys are swimming a mile today. 
and some fresh water dam. I said, who in their right minds would want to do that? <laughs> um, and then I, I, you know, I bumped into to a very good friend of mine, Gavin Pike, um, and he said, no, he's training to do, to do a Robin Island swim. I said, yeah, well, that's, that's crazy. There's no ways I'll ever do that, but I'll, I'll come and join you in the, I'll come and join you in the sea. Um, and I trained with, with him and, um, and Hester and um, another guy, Andrew Watts. And, you know, um, the bug, the bug bit, the, the cold water, which I liken to, to eating, um, to eating chilies, mm. uh, at bites when you, when you, when you get in or have that first bite and then your body kind of goes for those, those endorphins. Um, and I coped relatively well with, with the cold. Um, I was a probably 10 kilograms heavier than what I am nowadays. Um, always helps to, to be well, well lined. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, you know, and about eight or nine months later, I did my, my first Robin Island swim. I had my, my brother and my brother-in-laws on, on my support boat. Um, they were drinking old brown sherry while I was, while I was cursing. Um, Remind me the distance of Robin Island. Uh, 7.2 kilometers okay. um, as the crow flies. Um, as the crow flies. <laughs> yeah, so, so gen generally, you know, your foster swimmers keep, keep a good line and they'll do 7.2, 7.3. Some of us end up doing, doing up to nine and a half kilometers. <laughs> um, so I did my first Robin Island in, in 2002. It took me three, three hours, 13 um, in, in relatively choppy conditions, um, but you know, I was quite I was quite chuffed. It's the first time I'd really succeeded in in doing in doing anything that I kind of set set a goal for myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Then during the squads, I you know I became friendly with with Rumba Kai and and Judy and a bunch of other people, and we we set about doing doing a second Robin Island. Um, the water in the second one was about 17 degrees as opposed to 13 and a half in the first one and, and very flat. Um, and I loved it. It was absolutely, it was awesome. And I did it, I think we swam in about two and a quarter hours, probably just under. So it was an, oh, wow. it was an hour, it was an hour faster. Um, and that was just, that was just because of conditions and, you know, warm, warmer water and all that. Um, Kind of then the, the Robin Island bug bug bit, um, you know, the Cape Long Distance Swimming Association, which coordinates um, Robin Island swims, was run by by some legends in in local swimming. Um, Peter Bales being one, he was the first South African to swim um, the English Channel from England to France. There was someone who swam from France to England years before that. Um, you know, and I. I kind of always along the way, um, and I'll try and mention their names, people who I've drawn inspiration from. Um, yeah, so so Pete was already probably in his in his early 60s when when I did this. Um, and I had him second me on a couple of swims. Um, he took Ram and I around Cape Cape Point. Um, you know, Ram had a a lot, lot braver than me. I sat on the back of the boat, crying because <laughs> this six, 
six foot, eight foot swell that was coming through onto Dyer's Beach, and I was I was petrified. Um, you know, Ram jumped off the boat and started swimming. I, I was left with little choice but but to follow him. Um, yeah, and we went we went round um, Cape Point. We were the first males to do that. It had been done by um, Lynn Cox, amongst others. Um, someone else who I've drawn a lot of inspiration from. Um, and I hated almost every minute of that swim. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> I've, never, I've never been. I've never been back. Never been back to do it. Um, from there, I ended up swimming around Robin Island with with Ryan Stramrud and Kyron Palferman. Um, and um, if it wasn't for the fact that Ryan was faster than me, we would have jointly held the record for the fastest <laughs> fastest swim. But um, he left me somewhere somewhere along along the way. Um, yeah, so so those were my kind of early introductions to 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 Cape to Cape waters. Um, I, on a on a Sunday, I'd regularly go and swim with. Um, with Gavin and Hester, um, Ram joined us, Morty, um, and we started a thing, a group, uh, which is now called the Sunday Hot Chocolate Group, um, which has a life of its own. I haven't, I haven't been there for about two years since, actually, since I lost the weight. I'm, I'm scared of cold water, so <laughs> yeah, so I haven't, I haven't really been back, but it, it has a life of its, of its own, which, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, and that's all. You know, it's about getting people into the water, used to the used to the conditions. Um, you know, there's a lot said about marine life over here, um, but there's marine life everywhere. And um, no, no, no swimmer on the. We have two sides where we swim: the false bay side and um, and the, the cold Atlantic side. Actually, they're both Atlantic, but it's it's, it's semantics. Um, so on the false bay side where we used to swim, there have there had been um, great white attacks, but mm -hmm. not not for not for a number of years. And where we generally swim, it's it's pretty safe. We swim within the bay. People can swim whatever distance they like. Um, and you know, as I say, it now has its life of life of its own. We get up to 50, 60 swimmers on on a Sunday morning, and it's become it's become church for some people. Um, Quite a healthy way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, um, yeah. So my life—it's gone on kind of tangents. In uh, in 2003, I think it was, I read about Martin Stroll who had just swum the Mississippi River. Mm. Um, I thought, oh, that sounds like quite a nice thing to do, but it must be horrible doing it by yourself. Um, so I decided to. To swim the Orange River, which is um, South Africa's longest river, but um, I kind of convinced a whole bunch of people to to join me. Um, Ram, um, Cheryl, Gavin did, did most of it. We had a couple of people. We just did, did one leg. We broke it up over four years because you know none of us had the had the time to take to take forty days. It ended up taking us forty days. Wow. in total to do the 1900 kilometers um we did it in relay um so there was always someone in the water we did 15 20 30 minute time slots depending on the water temperature um and while we weren't swimming we were paddling 
Um, so it was long days in long days in the water. I think the, we covered the, our biggest day was about eighty kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles. Probably fifty miles or something. Um, we did go with the flow, so we went like we went like salmon. We you know, we didn't we didn't go upstream. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that was that was just an, an amazing adventure. Lots of lots of organising. Um, you know, our safety crew was was awesome, um, and yeah, made made good good friends. Um, and I actually then had the opportunity of meeting Martin a couple of years later. He came to swim in, to swim in Cape Town. Um, I'm glad to say I don't think I'm half as crazy as what he is, <laughs> um, and I mean that really. You know, not not just in terms of swimming stuff. Um, you know, and then along the way, my, my cousin Greg, um, they immigrated to the States and he got married um, out near San Francisco. And I went and I organized to do to do an Alcatraz swim, mm-hmm. um, which ended up being, being quite, a, quite a lacquer swim. Lacquer is a South African slang for, for good swim, a nice <laughs> swim. Um, much much easier than than what I than what I anticipated. Um, my fatal flaw was I asked both both Pedro and and Gary Hemick. Um, Gary, I, I did my first Alcatraz with Gary about South Africans who had swum it, and they both said, "No, you're the first. So I came back home <laughs> to South Africa and made a big splash about being the first South African to swim Alcatraz. Um, little did I know that quite a few people had had done that um yeah probably that was like realizing one of the first times i realized that maybe being the first to do something is not necessarily the you know the reason the motivation to mm-hmm. to do something because there's always a first someone's always going to be someone's always, always going to be the first um i have been fortunate enough to to, to have been being the first but there were there were people who did first before me who, who have inspired me to, to do things so hopefully what what some of my swimming mates and I've done has has inspired other people along along the way mm-hmm. um, yeah, ended up doing some swims to to raise money for charity we did a, a relay swim at the local um, at the local pool here where six of us swam three hours each in relay a day for a week. They kept the pool open, so we swam. It was called 24/7, and we raised. If we if we do a conversion, it was only about two thousand dollars. But um, <laughs> in, in South African rands, it, it was it was a lot of money. Um, <laughs> uh, then, kind of the, the cold the cold thing. But um, Ram, Ram and I. Um, Ended up doing a lot of a lot of swims together, and we we went one day to where Lewis Pugh was doing a, a training swim in a, in a little ice uh, port, portable pool in in ice. And um, yeah, after Lewis had got into the car to go warm up, we jumped into this water, which was a couple of degrees, two two or three degrees centigrade, mm-hmm. um, and I found it quite. Quite enthralling, quite quite exhilarating, um, and we kind of then a couple of weeks later, um, Ram and I went to go swim at at Landagna with with Lewis Pugh. Um, he seconded us from the beach. We did I don't know what it was. It was about half an hour, forty minutes in, in like seven eight degree water, 
And we got out and, you know, Lewis said, he only knows of four or five people who could swim in that kind of temperature. Um, and that kind of gave us the affirmation we needed. Rum went off and swam in South America um, by himself in a freshwater lake. Um, and kind of then convinced me to, to join him um, in, in Switzerland in, in February. Uh. We, went off, we, went off, we went off to Lake, lake Zurich. Um, and I don't know what the terminology would be, but um, I'm trying not to use like too many South Africanisms or, or my normal okay. um, bad friends. Um, but I literally crapped myself from when we, <laughs> from when we arrived till, till after the swim. Um, you know, we spoke about whether we had um, organized our wills and what would happen. Um, so I'd, we both we both jumped into the water. I was repeating my, my wife and my daughter's names. Um, and as soon as I kind of got that, that order a little bit confused, I said, that's me. I put out my hand. Um, they dragged me onto this boat like a, like a beached whale. Um, I'd swam 1.3 Ks, Ram went on to do, to do five, I mean, two to about two and a half kilometers. Um, yeah, and it put me on this boat, took me back to shore, but put a towel, like put a blanket over my head. Um, and I thought I'd lost my sight, quite honestly. It was like, <laughs> for, for just a, a fleeting moment. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, but um, yeah. 40 minutes after the swim, we were, we were drinking shots and 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 high on high on the endorphins, mm -hmm. and and really that's what cold water I think gives you is is the endorphins. Um, you know, I then started looking at at what other adventures we we could do. Um, you know, we kind of in the middle of the we in the middle of the the world, but at the bottom end of the middle of the world, as, yeah. as it were. Um, so. I found the swimming Ketchikan, um, Alaska, um, and um, I convinced Ram and my and our friend Tox to come with us, um, and Ryan and and Kyron um, joined us, and um, and two South Africans who had immigrated, Joel Joel Garnett and Lilani came came along, um, and off we went to Ketchikan, Alaska. Um, was was an absolutely fantastic trip. Um, the water ended up being quite a lot warmer than what we were anticipating. I think it was about 14 degrees Celsius. We got pulled around the island relatively quickly. Um, and we had an absolute blast, or as we'd say in South Africa, Joel. Um, <laughs> we went, we was swam, we swam with four. Was no, that the, the panic, Colin? No, it was just us. No, so you guys no made panic, up your own. No, no, okay. no. Um, we went out. We went out salmon fishing and ended up swimming with porpoises. Like oh, wow. you know, Jeff, Jeff, who was our host, said he's never seen people jump off the boat and <laughs> like, you know, go and swim with these porpoises, um, which we thought were we thought they were killer whales to start to start off with because they, they had the same coloring, but they were much they were much smaller. Um, from there, we went down. We went back to San Francisco, um, where where Greg lived, my cousin. Um, and we ended up doing an Alcatraz again. Um, you know, and I told the guys, 
don't worry, this this swim is is a breeze. It's really it's like and we went we went out partying the whole night. Um, <laughs> and then and then um, did the swim. Um, the difference between the first and the second one, my first and the second one is the second one, we weren't allowed onto the onto the island. We had to start parallel with the island and 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 swim in. Um, and the way we swam as a group was always Ryan and Kyron in the front, me in the middle, and um, and Raman talks just just behind. So it was always that kind of formation, you know, the, the five of us in in a, in a figure five. I just actually just thought of that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, we were quite a we were quite a tight knit group. Um, Joel invited us down to to La Jolla after that, um, and he had this big celebrity. Get together. We were the celebrities, um, <laughs> but he, he invited Lynn to the to the event. Um, and you know, for me, that it's probably one of my one of my swimming highlights was was getting was getting to meet her because, um, yeah, quite a few of the swims that that we ended up doing were were because of her. You know? Yeah, she, yeah. She trailblazed. She she led she led the way. She. Yeah, the whole thing around cold water. I don't think if it had been for for Lynn and later for Lewis, and then you know a couple of us we followed, um, it would have still been a, a pretty dark, unknown area. Um, right. No, you know, so after right. reading, yeah. So after reading Lynn's book, I decided we were off to to Which South one? America. She's got several. Which one? Um, swimming to Antarctica. Okay. <laughs> Um, but you know, because again, because of our exchange rates and everything else and the distance and whatever, and because we South Africans, we don't do anything in, in half measures. We said, well, we're going there once and we're going to try to tick it all off. So we decided we're going to do Magellan Straits, then off to, to the Beagle and, um, and just to round it off, we're going to try and get to Cape to Cape Horn, which until that point no one had no one had done. Um, wow. So we I got hold of I think it was um, Rachel in New York and Christian. We had swum with um, what was her name? Claudia in in Punta Arenas. She had organised for them to do. To do a crossing, um, and this, you know, swimming community is actually quite a quite a small community, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and and helpful. Um, and Claudia put this whole thing together for us. And talk about like celebrities. Yeah, we arrive in in Punta Arenas, and there's this minivan with our with our photographs like plastered all over this vehicle. <laughs> wow. Like, you know, we were the famous South Africans. We had radio interviews, TV interviews. I had, wow. as is as is always the case, I, f- I fall at I fall at like the most inopp- inopportune times. Um, you know, going into Lake Zurich, I slipped into the water um, <laughs> doing the television interview in in Punta Arenas. I fell down the stairs. It's kind of what I. Kind of what I do, and, and my <laughs> oldest daughter Layla does the same thing. I mean, so it's, um, 
You're better in the water. Yeah, yeah, I'm better in the water. Um, but I'm also, I'm also always the last one in with my hands above my head. Um, I, I've got a thing about getting in. It's like freezing cold and I hate it. Um, so Miguel and we went off to go and do, and we had this whole medal ceremony before we'd even done the swim that presented us the Navy and the whole story. Like We really felt like celebs. The wind came up and it blew at I don't know how many how many knots an hour and this and the swim was the swim was called off. Oh wow! But <laughs> but we went we went and we just did a little reconnaissance reconnaissance swim for a couple of minutes and the water was actually we thought was remarkably warm. Huh. Um, this was we Australia Magellan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we went back the next day and we started in pretty flat flat conditions. Um, our watches said the water was about 13 degrees, 12, 13 degrees. The, the Navy insists that it was about four or five degrees. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, they had these laser thermometers. I'm not sure how, how deep down. Um, and my certificate over there somewhere says that it was four or five degrees, but it wasn't. <laughs> we, we know it wasn't. Okay. Um, Halfway through the swims, we were joined by by porpoises, dolphins. Um, that's one of the that's one of the beauties about doing what we do is we, we get to swim with, with wildlife. Um, the wind then came up like like crazy, and it and it blew, but um, it was behind us. Okay. Um, and we broke up into our formation, and the five of us got across. Um, Onto the Pebble Beach at the end, which was quite, which was quite hectic. Um, my calves went into spasm, and anyway, we made it across. I think it took. Wait a sec, what was that about a spasm? <laughs> my calves. Oh, your cal- your calves. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, so, sorry, it's the accent. Um, I, you know, going back um, on the zodiacs back across. I think took us longer in in the headwind oh, wow. than what it took us to to swim, and we had we had this, these waves breaking over the zodiacs. We were sopping wet. It was it was an absolute nightmare. But we were we were on a high. It was yeah. Um, two days later, we were off to do to do the Beagle Beagle Channel, um, and again, as as South Africans would, I'm saying South Africans like. We decided to go there and back, um, <laughs> and it had been done before. It's, it's not a long swim, depending on where you do it. You know, and, mm-hmm. um, we had the, we had the Chilean Amada. Um, we we first had we had the we had both Amadas, the, the Argentinian and the Chilean, because you swim you swim across between the between the countries. Uh-huh. So we had to go and we have our passport stamped both both sides oh, wow. before the. <laughs> And and then we watched this current flowing in, and we dropped current through in some wood, and we watched it like fly down. And we said, "Oh well, now we've got to get. We're getting in here with all our clothes and stuff, and then we're getting we're going to go to the other side and then get back. And not not we're not quite sure how we're going to get back to where our where our clothes were. Huh. Anyway, so we we go across, and it was. The water was the water was chilly. It was it was probably five okay. between five and seven seven degrees. 
Um, beautiful clarity, um, lots of big jellyfish and, um, and a lot of kelp and stuff, especially on the Chilean side, trying to get out and in again was, was, quite, was, was quite a battle. I think I just beached myself on top of the, on top of the kelp, said, all right, well, I'm out the water and I turned around and got back while the other guys like, like really fought their way into, to land. Um, coming, coming back from, from Chile back to, um, to Argentina, we really got pushed quite a long way, quite a long way up. And we ended up on this little piece of coastline that had a probably a 300 meter cliff to the, oh, wow. to the top. I say cliff, I mean, it was, but we had just been in the water for like an hour. Um, the boats couldn't take us back. Um, Kyron, we had gotten there first, had given the, the mayor of um, Porter Williams, which is the, the little um, Chilean village, he had given him a mouthful about oh. not, getting our, not getting our close to us. And it sent this poor guy running up the hill to go and try and get our get our clothes um, close to us. Anyway, we um, we ended up having done done the swim and celebrating. And you found your clothes. Some pub in, some pub in Punta Arenas called something horses. I can't remember the exact <laughs> exactly. Um, then the next day we we caught a we caught our boat off to, to Cape Horn. And um, boat is a, is a big word to use for, for what we were doing. Is that right? Um, yeah, it, was a little, it was a little fishing, fishing vessel, crab fishing, fishing boat. Um, and off we putted down the, down the coast and we pulled into some, some harbor. And the captain, we said, you know, we had, we had a very tight schedule of how we had to do things. We had, flights booked and he says no we have for like two days because there's there's a storm coming in or whatever it is and I said to the guy I'm throwing you overboard <laughs> I'm taking your boat we we are going down to Cape Horn anyway um a bit a bit of shouting backwards and forwards and we managed to convince him to to take us wow <laughs> um and we patted on through the night in in quite in quite hectic conditions. Um, but in the morning when we arrived at Cape Horn, it was um, it was smooth. I wouldn't say flat, but it but it was it was smooth. There's always quite a big quite a big um, swell going going through. You know, there's there's only so much where the ocean pushes through between the between Antarctica and South and the bottom of South America. Um, and we had the Chilean Navy escort us and our, and our little fishing, fishing boat, but no one would come close. No one would come close to us. Um, so Ram had plotted a, a, a route for us, which was, we thought between the two, two lighthouses on, on the island. So we, we jumped in off the, off the boat and then kind of just swam, swam across. Um, we, we got caught in a bit of a rip um, and we ended up separating. Oh. So Ryan and Kyron went off as, as they do, me in the middle and Tox and Rum took a, took a slightly wider, wider route. 
Um, it was quite scary, actually, realizing you, you're in this deep cold water because uh, it was, again, a, I don't know, probably five, five degrees. Um, but, you know, we, we were such so high on, a, on adrenaline, really, that feel the cold afterwards. We didn't really feel it while, while we were swimming. Um, yeah, Ryan and Kyron got got across to, or they got as far as the the navy would let would let us go, go across. Mm. We actually wanted to land on on the island, and they wouldn't they wouldn't let us. Oh. Um, they treaded water till, till I arrived, and then Roman talks arrived a minute or two later. Um, and as always, it took lots of convincing to get Ram to get onto the onto the boat because That's he had right. his he had his mindset on 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 getting to land. Um, anyway, so we we then became officially, unofficially, whatever it was, the first people to swim at the bottom end of of South America. And again, we were joined by by dolphins. Um, but, you know, we swam through, and the water was clear, 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 clear. We swam through these big schools of fish. And then your mind starts wondering, like, you know, what eats, you know, this <laughs> kind of big fish, what, what eats the bigger fish? Like, um, but thankfully, only only the dolphins had, that that came along. Um, we ended up going kind of going back to South Africa, having having done done the three swims. Um, you know, then I got involved again with with Ram um, in what is now called the International Ice Swimming Association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a couple of us assisted him in it was his his idea, his passion to get to get this this going. Um, our, you know, in the first couple of years, I was I was quite actively involved. Um, yeah, we ended up doing a couple of ice miles in in a t- little town called Fraserburg in in the Cape. Um, and you know, credit to Rami's managed to grow this into into something something much bigger. Um, and kind of the the pinnacle to all that, I guess, is is Antarctica. Um, yeah, and um, when when we went down, I think at that point, only only Lynn and Lewis had had swam down there and and ran on on the continent. Um, and our idea was to try swim south of the in you know, below the uh, below the bottom line below the pole. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up. Um, Gavin Pike joined us, so there were six six of us. We we stayed right in the bottom of this of the ship in the in the poor man's quarters. Um, we had heaps of whiskey with us, which we were only drinking after the swim. Now the swim only could only take place under certain conditions. So every day we'd or every night we'd suck ourselves up for what for what the day the day would bring. Not drink our whiskey. Wake up in the morning, and the wind would, the wind would be blowing, and we'd have to wait another day. We ended up going, going down through the south, you know, uh, whatever it's called, um, and we we missed our, we missed our window um, to be the first people to swim, 
that far south. Anyway, that's a first first kind of become become irrelevant really. And so, yeah. Um, we ended up doing the swim. Um, a couple of days later, um, we we the whole ship came to this whole cruise ship of paying guests came came to a standstill. Some loved us and others hated us. Um, you can imagine paying a lot of money to go on a ship and everything comes to an end because six crazy South Africans want to go for a swim. <laughs> um, yeah, and the idea was to swim a mile. Yeah. Um, so what, what we did um, and what learns, one always learns along the way. The, so the first bunch of swimmers was, was Ram, Kyron and Ryan. Um, and we, they started from the ship and went kind of to the, to the loop, um, eight, you know, half a mile and then, and then back. Um, and conditions were, conditions were very, were very tough on, on their swim. Um, they had a leopard seal follow them for a, for a, for a short, a short distance. Not that, not that they knew about it. But, um, uh, yeah. We saw it in the video afterwards. Um, yeah, Ram just after halfway kind of realized that he was going to be in the water for a very long time if he was going to complete the mile. Mm. Um, so he he pulled himself he pulled himself out. Um, I think he swam about one point three kilometers. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the water for over over thirty minutes, which is. Which is pretty good. Um, I was seconding Kyron, um, who is a very, very strong swimmer. Yeah, he's almost, I think he's done six of the Ocean Seven. Um, and if it wasn't for COVID, he probably would have done seven. Um, I was seconding him, and about 200 meters before the end, his stroke kind of went for, for a ball. Oh. Um, and he started slapping the water, and I pulled him out. Um, which wasn't an easy decision because at that stage he probably was 100, 150 meters from from the end. Um, but he's still with us today. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, <laughs> sorry, Kyron. Um, <laughs> and, was he pretty mad yeah, about no, that? He was. He was. He was really pissed at me for for for, for quite a long time. Um, but. You know, in retrospect, it was it was the right it was the right call, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, we know he's yeah. We don't know what would have happened if he had, if he had stayed stayed around. Right. Um, Ryan Ryan managed to do to do the mile. Um, I can't remember exactly what what his time what his time was. Um, the next day we we reversed uh, positions. But we learned, and we swam in a different we swam in a different place. I think we ended up swimming where where Lynn swam, um, and um, we went a mile out and just swam in towards towards the, the ship. Uh, the wind the wind was more favourable, and the water was a whole half a degree warmer. Oh, which when you're swimming at at naught or, or one degree Celsius, um, that extra half actually feels different um i as i say i i was always pretty pretty nervous of of the swim and i kind of spoken myself out of doing doing the mile swim 
be, before watching Kyron and and maybe even before that, I'd I'd actually started to to talk myself out of doing doing the mile swim. Um, you know, the, so talks Gavin and I jumped into the water um, with a lot of a lot of superlatives because um, it's it's ice cold. I mean, it is cold, and your 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 hands, your fingers become numb, and you you feel like you've got gloves gloves on the outside mm-hmm. of your hands you can't feel the water um and yeah and it it actually but it wasn't it wasn't bad hmm. it wasn't bad um and at about 800 meters into the swim Kyron stopped me he said you're halfway and I said to him no I've only got 200 meters left to go um and and I kind of then counted my strokes. And when I thought I'd done the 200 meters, I stopped. And I said, that's me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out. Um, Gavin, Gavin and Tox continued swimming and they both, they both did, did the mile. Um, I hold the record for the longest recovery shower. Um, <laughs> shorter swim, um, might be one of the fastest swims in, in in Antarctica, I think I did my, my kilometer in about just under 14 minutes. Um, and I think I showered for about 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, the lesson I took out of that is, is like, what a big, what a big thing your mind plays in, in everything. Yes. And I'd, you know, I'd spoken myself out of doing, of doing the mile swim. Um, I think about it sometimes, um, and I'm not sure I regret it. Having climbed out because you know it's a decision and I'd I'd made it, but if I hadn't made that decision and left it open, yeah. I might have I might have stayed in, um, yeah. yeah, and and kind of you know through all these things, what what I've learned is that our mind it's not the body, the, our bodies can do can do anything, it's it's our minds that that actually they are. So it's always 80, 80% yeah, 20% yeah, yeah. in the body. Yeah. We all do the training, all, all long distance swimmers do the training. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never even thought of doing something like the English Channel because my mind just can't get around the fact that I'm going to have to swim for 15 hours, mm. 14 hours. Yeah, <laughs> my mind just doesn't, doesn't allow me, doesn't allow me to go there. I don't know how long I've been rambling on for. You're doing, you're doing great. The, um, um, yeah. So have one, you have you found something to to tackle that now that you've got the mental the mental wherewithal to know? <laughs> have you found something yeah, to, just, to tackle? Okay. <laughs> just, just one more sw- one more swim story before I, before I do that. That was yeah. the Bering Straits relay that that I know that James. Oh yeah, um, yeah. James spoke about. So the idea was to swim from was a continuous relay from from Russia to to America, Alaska, across across the Bering Straits, and the idea was to try and do it over over four days. Um, yeah, that swim was was a long time in the making. Um, I think uh, only on its third or fourth fourth attempt did it did it actually did it actually happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I was I was involved in trying to get all the international international swimmers involved um, and run with his ice, ice swimming background we managed to pull together quite a 
where most of the international swimmers ended up coming, coming from us. Um, and what was quite interesting, it was a big group of swimmers. How many of those people couldn't really swim? And I don't know whether I should be letting out all the, all the, I mean, you know, there was one guy we, we apparently jumped in and they used a gaff to pull him up because he just, he just sank. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the swim, the swim itself was, was, was a great adventure, not without controversy. Um, yeah, we, different cultures, different ways of doing things. We had, we had a big run in with, with the Russian um, captain, boat captain. We were we abducted um, one of our swimmers for, for, a, for a day. Um, oh my goodness. And we had him locked up in his cabin afterwards or so we thought, but we found, we found out that that wasn't, wasn't all true. Um, <laughs> the, the swim itself, um, you know, the conditions are very unpredictable. We ended up swimming in six meter swells. I don't know what that is, 18, 18 wow. foot. In, yeah, wow. Places. Um, the water was freezing to start with. Um, we had superb backup. Um, Although um, I think when, when Paolo was swimming, Paolo the Italian, um, they would actually lost at sea for about half an hour because we couldn't couldn't find the find our, our, our vessel in, in the thick fog that had oh my god yeah, the, and the fog wow. and the wow. fog that had, had descended. Um, yeah, we ended up crossing the international dateline twice. Because um, we couldn't get permission from from America, and it was Ryan's birthday. So Ryan's the only person I know we celebrated the same birthday twice. Um, <laughs> we ran out of toilet paper. Oh no! Um, being on the ship for so long, um, and um, and Tox, who is an old sea dog, had kind of seen this coming and had made us collect um, loo paper from from the various public. Uh, toilets that, that were there and we ended up swapping swapping toilet paper for vodka uh, <laughs> along the way um, I can go into stories about what people used as substitutes for the swim <laughs> I mean for the for toilet paper but uh, different that's a story it's not a swim day. story another that's day <laughs> yeah um, yeah a great a great adventure um, the last the last clip and it kind of you know i almost laugh at it now when you see everyone swimming the last bit with with flags the russians love swimming with flags um right at the end the water had warmed up and it was like 14 but oh, wow. one of the russian organizers wanted his son to swim the last the last leg and yeah um and i feel quite strongly about nepotism especially in in a country where we have a, a lot of it politically. Um, and a lot of, you know, there were, there were essentially probably eight to 12 swimmers. We, we really pulled that relay across. And to have, to have a youngster of 14 swim, swim the last leg and take the glory just didn't go down with me and I, I made my colleagues, my, my fellow South Africans, boycott the boycott the end. So we never oh. swam. We never oh. swam. We, we 
someone video shop photoshopped us in in afterwards. Again, you know, it's like you know, should I've let let my ego or whatever get in, get in the way? And um, I don't actually, I don't, I don't, I don't regret it. I think sometimes one has to take take a stance. And and those of us who who swam hard, um, and you know, it wasn't just. At South Africans, you know, Craig Lenning. I don't know if you've spoken to Craig. Mm, I mean, Craig, Craig's Craig's a beast. Um, you know, where we, you know, there were there were there were sections where we in our 15 minute slot, we swam probably a hundred meters in the right direction. Um, you know, that's the kind of current we we faced. And mm. when when swimmers are breaststroking, you know, not to say that they couldn't handle the cold water, but when you're breaststroking at at half a mile an hour and the current's pushing you backwards at five, that kind mm-hmm. of doesn't doesn't really go go anywhere. Anyway, so so that's kind of kind of where my swimming then then took me. I, I retire. I'm I'm retired from from ice from ice swimming. Um, I think I might have another Robin Island swim left in me somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I've I've kind of started doing things not not for not for me, not for Andrew Andrew Chin. Um, I've done those things, you know, and I've and I've I've received the pat the pat on the back and and basked in the glory and blown my ego all over the show. And um, yeah, and um, I started a little nonprofit called Swim Swim for Rivers, um, where we highlight the the plight of, of South African rivers, uh, waterways. It's kind of, you know, whatever, whatever you chuck into, into a stream, goes into a river, goes, in, goes into the ocean. Um, yeah. and, um, and in South Africa, we've unfortunately a lot of, a lot, a lot of legacy stuff, but um, our, our local municipalities haven't, Kept up with with upgrades and and um, and our rivers have really been been badly neglected. Um, you know, raw, raw sewage is is common in is common in many and and I don't think South Africa is unique. Um, you know, in terms of that, it happens right. in real first world countries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are doing things are doing things about it, um, and I'd like to think that. That that we as as swim for rivers and it's not just me have have also kind of are doing it in our in our own small way, um, and swim for rivers has has morphed over, over time. You know, things change. The idea was always to try and swim at least hundred kilometers in a river, um, and, and now because of time constraints and finances, I'm going I'm going uh, at the end of this week. And we're doing a, a two day. Um, Probably 16, 17 kilometers swim over over a couple of days, over, over two days, and we're doing a river cleanup. But we've we've spoken to kids along the way. We've we've gotten uh, we've gotten the press involved. We've gotten water authorities questioning us as to where the bad bad places are. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think that that we that we make a difference. And I, I try and focus on on children because. Behavioral patterns can can still be changed. You know, ad, yeah. adults adults, although we like to think we, we we change our behavior, if we don't think about things, we we kind of resort back to 
right. to, to our norm. And, you know, and, you know, people toss things without, without thinking. And afterwards you think, you know, shit, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Um, How long ago did Swim for Rivers start? Uh, this is our sixth year. Sixth year. Okay. Yeah. So, so every year we, we swim in a different state province. Okay. Um, we have nine in, we are nine in South Africa. So we, we're doing, this will be our seventh. Um, and so I've got, I've got two left. Um, you know, it, it's always, it's always a bit of a ship trying to, trying to raise funds to, to do it when, when probably monies could be could be better better used, um, I've now I'm now using swims swims for rivers in a couple of other initiatives. We we're cleaning a local little stream close to where to where I live, mm-hmm. um, and one or two of the other people who have joined me in their towns are starting starting initiatives. Um, we're also raising funds for a for an amazing product called a hippo roller. Which, um, which is a barrel on on a on a handle really, which which allows largely rural women to fill up, because in South Africa, as in a lot of third world countries, I suppose, um, running water is you know we take it for granted um, is something that that is not that is not accessible to everyone. Um, so a lot of a lot of women in particular, so and it is it is women, um, go down, fill up a, a bucket with twenty liters of water, um, and take take it back home. And how, how much you know how much water does does twenty liters allow you allow you to do? So you know, um, on average, I think a rural household will spend four hours a day collecting wow. collecting water. Mm-hmm. And when you think that it's not it's not just women, but it's it's young it's young young girls, um, still very much division of of labour type, type type of stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be at school, um, should be or should be doing kids stuff or, or spending hours doing this. So we we over the years have collected funds to to raise money for for hippo rollers. And I've I've joined forces with with a bunch of guys called the Eight Mile Club, um, and I don't know if you've heard of the Midmar Swim. Um, it's it's the biggest open water swim in the world, um, which happens in South Africa, and they have about twenty thousand entrants. Yeah, I doing, think I have heard of it. What was it again? Midmar. What? One more time. M I D M A R Midmar. Okay. Okay. So the, the eight mile club, because it's such a big swim, there are various stage, there are various swims within within it. Um, and the eight mile club, which was started by Mervyn and Stan, um, they've used they've used this event to to raise to raise money. So I've I've teamed with them, um, and we we're raising funds now for for hippo rollers. Um, and you know, for for a hundred, for the equivalent of a hundred dollars, um, it doesn't see, sound like a fortune of money. One one makes a, a visible difference um, to the lives of of a family, really. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of kind of my mission. My mission there is to try and and um and I'm going to do a um, a long cycle probably in a month or so's time to. To raise to raise funds funds for that, um, and I've used a lot of my swimming stuff around. I, I now do 
and I do mountain biking and a little bit of running. Um, and I, was, I did a, a long cycle recently. It's called the 361. It's 361 kilometers, which is, I don't know, 200 odd, odd miles. And you've got, you've got 36 hours to, to do it. Um, and talks where I swam within in Antarctica, like, he, he said, you know, I always knew you were going to do it. I said, why? He said, because you never, you never once said you weren't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the mind, the mind thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I guess the last thing I'd like to touch on is, is, um, is swimming in Cape Town, really. Um, Cape Town is probably one of, one of the most beautiful cities, towns that, that one could, could wish to visit. Um, we have it all. Um, yeah, within a within a mile, you can you can climb a mountain, drink drink red wine, or swim or swim in the ocean. Um, we have you know a number of iconic swims. Um, Robben Island, famous because that's where uh, Nelson Mandela was incarcerated for so many years. Um, lots of many many shorter swims. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, you know, and it used to be quite a difficult thing to organise, and it's now it's now relatively easy um, with the kind of currency exchange rate that, that we have for for you guys from America and Australia, or Europe to come to come to South Africa is a cheap holiday. <laughs> you can stay you can stay in places like you know when we go to the states we we slam it. Um, you guys can stay in five star hotels and and go home with. With money to money to spare, um, and have amazing amazing trips. Um, the Cape Long Distance Swimming Association um, will will help you. Um, you know, I was I was fortunate enough to be chair for for three years. Um, the current the current chair and her team are are fantastic fantastic bunch. Um, the longer swims yet. One wants to do a the equivalent of an English Channel and and swim past an island renowned for great white sharks. We we have that we have a, we have that on offer for you for you as well. Um, conditions are conditions are great right through the year. It, it never yeah our, our waters here will vary between probably eight degrees and seventeen to nineteen degrees Celsius. Um, never never snows. Um, <laughs> rains in winter, but it. It doesn't get it doesn't get colder than about ten degrees Celsius ever. So you know, for those people who live on the east coast, you'll be running around barefoot and in shorts and slip slops. Um, what do you guys call yeah. slip slops? Um, you know, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm using this forum to swimming <laughs> in South Africa. A plug for bunch. tourism. <laughs> yeah, a big a big bunch, um, and and we need it. You know, COVID's. It's been hard for a lot of people. Um, you know, restaurants and hotels have been have been closed. Um, yeah. yeah, we still can't have big swimming events because we we limited in terms of numbers. Um, so yeah, Google adventure swimming or Cape Long Distance and and come and and come and swim. Um, I really have spoken a hell of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we can just touch on. So you mentioned a few times about being 
being petrified, but kind of doing something anyway. And you meant you talked a little bit about kind of, you know, the, the mental limits that we place on ourselves. If somebody was looking for any guidance or recommendations for how to get past that stuff, what would you tell them? You know, um, you actually just, you just got to do it. Um, and it's, and it's baby steps. Yeah. I don't think if it had been for, for my, my swimming colleagues, swimming mates, um, and unfortunately, you know, some of us have gone our, our separate ways. Um, but if it hadn't been for those guys and we, we pushed and pulled each other, um, yeah. I don't think any of us would have achieved what, what, what we did. Um, you know, I used to get my late father to come and watch me swim at Camps Bay because I was too scared to swim to swim by myself. So I'd have him stand on the beach. I mean, and he was he was he was um, a little bit disabled. So I'm not sure what he actually would have done to help me. But it just it yeah, feels good. That yeah. little bit of, of reassurance that, that someone's that someone's watching you, and that that's really what like the Sunday the, the hot chocolate swim is about for for newbies to come to swim with experienced swimmers. Yeah, there's always someone watching you, um, you know, telling you not, not to freak out when you start hyperventilating because it's cold. Um, take, take, take a deep breath. You know, swim, swim five strokes. Take it, take a, you know, rest. Go closer in. All that kind of stuff. We, we, we were all there. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I grew, where I grew up, I didn't grow up near the ocean. Um, the big waves, big waves still scare me. Um, yeah. yeah, as I said, it, you know, Cape Point, if it wasn't for Ram being gung-ho and jumping off the back, I might still have been sitting on the back of that, of that, of that Zodiac uh, waiting, to, waiting to swim. Um, yeah, but yeah, our biggest, we, we are biggest limitation. We, we, limit, we limit ourselves. We limit ourselves every day. And sometimes it's not a bad thing because right. I think I think to know your limits is is a good thing, yeah. Um, and yeah, like when I questioned when I climbed out in Zurich and when I climbed out in, in Antarctica, yeah, maybe that was my limit. Right. Um, and if I hadn't known my limit, I might not be here to to be jabbering away. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank thank God no one no one has has died um, yeah. yet. I always say yet because it it is unfortunately kind of these things happen and it's yeah. through no one's through no one's fault or no one's negligence or or anything. Yeah, um, yeah, and swimming doesn't have to be some someone's someone's goal. It, it could be walking five kilometers or. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just getting out there and, and doing something, challenging ourselves. And you know, that's like my my swim, my swim for rivers. I've now got my my 21-year-old daughter join, which joins, she's joined me on a few. That's and cool. we went back to the spot that we had cleaned like three weeks before. And and it was just as bad as, <laughs> as we had been in. <laughs> and like and she said dad look like it's like it's like and it's it's hard yeah but you know and it's and even that you challenge yourself to go back and do it even though um it's, 
it's not making a difference, but it is making a difference. It it's is, a small it difference. Yeah. It's maybe not even, it won't be seen today or tomorrow, but you know what, if, when, when I do these talks to kids in particular, so if I can change the behavior of one of you, yeah. I've done my, I've, I've achieved what, I've achieved more than any of my, my swims and my certificates and whatever. I can change the behavior of, of one person for the better. Because that one person is going to, going to change the behavior of of one of one other person, and exactly. they're going to, you know, and it's, it's that knock on, it's that knock on effect. Um, yeah, yep. I love you know, it. And when we hand out the parolas, I'm going to tell them all. I want, I want bag, one bag of litter from from you guys as as That's payment for the, you know, um, you know, no, nothing, nothing for nothing. Um, right. Yeah, but as together, you know, we can save our planet. It's not, it's not too late. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want you to tell us before we probably should wrap it up. Um, if somebody wanted to, um, you know, raise water quality awareness in their own local waters, what would you recommend to them for like a first step? If somebody wanted to do something in their own place at their own water. Identif identify the area. And it really doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a, be a big a big spot, a big place. Um, you know, it's again, it's it's the kind of thing that that all uh, pick up momentum. You know, our first little river cleanup. There were two of us. The next one, there were seven of us, and we're hoping for twenty at, at the next at the next one. Um, and I'll, you know, um, there are these groups on Facebook and um, and other and other forums. We will give advice and I think they'll they'll all tell you that they started Just by doing started with a dream. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing that. Yeah. I, when I go cycling, I, every, every couple of weeks I see I see a guy in quite a busy area picking up cigarette butts. And his bag has just gotten bigger and bigger. And yeah, you know, he's he's in his probably mid mid to late seventies. And that's all he does. He doesn't do it for any for anyone else but himself. He's never yeah. he's never asked anyone to do it. It's, it's his it's his contribution, and um, so you know we don't have to worry about how big we're going to do it or who's going to notice. Um, as long as you know, yep, you know, and you're doing it for the right reasons, it's, people will pick up. And yeah, you know, as I say, if you if you change if you change the way one person does it, then then that person's done done a great thing. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. you said, and hopefully they can tell one more person and then one yeah. more. <laughs> and you know what? We we've we've always got we've always got someone who who loves us enough or supports us enough or who believes in us enough to do what what we think is, you know, to follow what we think is crazy or yeah. You know, whether it be my brother-in-law or my daughter or or a friend or just a stranger you know mm -hmm. strangers that like will be trolling the internet and say hey this guy's done this and you know round swims in this you know i mentioned what a small community we we are you know you get you get asked questions by people like who you've never heard of and who you probably will never speak to and i've never not had a response from someone right yeah. yeah, that person has made a significant difference to my life without them, without them being aware of it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. I, and I like to not think that they're, they're stupid endeavors. We're, we're curious. We're curious people. And we just, we just have to find out what happens when you pick up the litter, when you push yourself a little further, when you see what cold water is like. Just be curious. <laughs> be curious, but, but you know, know, know your limits. Like, don't, go swim in, don't go swim in water that you know is laden with sewage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, true. You're going to get sick. I mean, and you know, unfortunately, on some of our swims, um, we've picked up E. coli. You know, I, I was, I was sick with it for, for, wow, for, for long enough to know that I don't want it again. Yeah. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't be, a, don't be a hero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we need you to. We need you to be there tomorrow to, to do it again. Yeah. Don't be a, you know, we don't need one time heroes. Right. <laughs> we we have enough we have enough of those. I mean like you know, there, there are enough of them out there. We don't need everyday people just being being one time heroes. <laughs> Shannon, well, thank you. Thank I'm, you so I'm much, Andrew. It's been really wonderful. <laughs> yeah, wonderful to hear your story. <laughs> thank you. It was then, great. I enjoyed it so much. Thank <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, and I'll let you know when we when I can get my family to come to South Africa. <laughs> and let if us, you can come to, if you can ever come to our my city Philadelphia, we have a river swim, a eight mile river swim every year. And if you ever want to join us, it's called the Bender Memorial Marathon Swim. Okay, and I'll be in there. The Schuylkill River. <laughs> okay. Okay. Always keen. Yes. So wonderful listening. <laughs> All right, you. you guys. Have a okay, great day. Bye. Have a good evening. Bye, Andrew. Thanks so much. Thanks, Shannon. Bye-bye. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, Shannon, at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.